If God has been good to you, come on and stand up on your feet for a moment. Can we just keep running that grateful for a moment? If you made it through the pandemic, if we made it through trials and tribulations, if you made it through your headache this morning, you pressed through, you might as well lift up your hands and your voice. I wish I had a real church in here with me this morning. I know your pastor is not here this morning. But you got out your bed this morning to come into a worship atmosphere. You might as well go ahead and get your praise on just a little bit. I know you've worked this singing aggregation, but if you could just look back over your life and start remembering where God brought you from, because I'm here to tell you today, I don't belong here. I don't belong with a microphone speaking no way, no how to anyone at any time. But when I say I don't belong, the blood that was shared on Calvary. I'm not here to get you good church folk this morning. I'm here to encourage some folks who don't say to themselves every day, how in God's name did I make it through? But I just want to thank him for allowing me to make it through because I'm grateful. I might listen to earth, wind, and fires, but I'm grateful. I, I might listen to a little the baby, but I'm still grateful. I may have still listened to Marvin Gaye, and I'm still I thank God that he's not afraid to reach down and touch dirt. Come here, somebody. It said in Genesis, he formed it from the dust of the ground. We go get that. Let me just set it for a moment. And then we get back when the woman is called an adultery. Supposedly, he writes in the dirt. So I'm glad that I serve a God that is not afraid to touch dirty things. Now, God, let this your servant use him as your vessel because I am here to serve you. I'm not here for show. I'm not here to prove anything because their pastor is great. I want to thank God right now for Strong Tower Bible Church, for your mission, your vision, your leadership, your members, your people, because you are truly a church for God's kingdom. Now unto him who anoints me afresh every day, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to thy sight. O oh Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. And the people of God said, Amen. Before you take your seats, turn to the Gospel of John with me for one second. Just for one second. The Gospel of John, chapter 15. Man, let's give this singing worship aggregation. And these musicians, Lord have mercy. Mike, I'm going to need you to stay out my sermon today. This is just God's way of showing me that I am where I'm supposed to be today. Brother got a shirt on say, you are the branches. You finna hear it again. <laughs> Don't tell me God won't do it. Listen, listen. We bring you greetings from Empowerment Community Church all the way in Franklin, Tennessee. I say all the way because coming down to Granite White may be a struggle for some folks. But I do want to tell you, what if it was not for a Strong Tower Bible Church, it would not be an empowerment community church. 
the foundations that you laid there, my church is reaping in soil we did not plant. I'm, thank you. Appreciate you. And I come to share with you on this morning. Do we have the Gospel of John chapter 15? Amen. It reads this way. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus says it this way. I am the vine. You are the branches. If I, my little niece Braylon was to say, you is the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to park right here for a moment at this particular verse. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So it will be even more fruitful. Today, just for a moment, I'd just like to tell you, you need to learn how to get on to the next one. I'm on to the next one. On to the next one. Somebody's supposed to say this boy crazy. Yes, I was raised on R&B, hip-hop, and gospel. And I'm going to give it all to you on this morning. <laughs> Every bit of it. Um, in January of 2022, I was sitting in the house with my wife two years into the global pandemic. A reporter from the Associated Press, reached out to me she had heard about the Franklin Justice and Equity Coalition and had heard I'd pastored a church in Franklin. Her call was to figure out how was Empowerment Church faring during the pandemic. Jessica sitting on the couch, we did an interview for about 20 minutes, and we found out some things that were kind of countercultural to what every other pastor in this article was talking about. Number one, she asked me a question. How has your giving been in your worship? I say, well, ma'am, my church giving has tripled since the pandemic. It's tripled since the pandemic. She said, well, what about attendance? We online 100 years, but the attendance online, Ebony, had tripled since the pandemic. I'm going to help somebody this morning. Because it's just more than me. I, I know y'all got a Trump check and a Biden check, but God has been giving out some checks around here too. She says, 
Well, the other pastors that I spoke to talked about how their giving and their numbers are down. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Our church had been preparing through the pruning process to be ready when trouble comes. That we had not got attached to buildings, but we attached to bodies and people. And most churches, when they hit the pandemic, had to begin manufacturing ministries because they had never been doing the right ministries in the first place. I told you. Um, congratulations to Bernard Pollard on going into the Indiana Football Hall of Fame. You didn't think I would go let that slide over like that, did you, B. Pollard? She then got off the phone encouraged. I preached her a sermon, gave her a little encouragement, and came out. When the story came out, there was a pastor from Baltimore, a pastor from Austin, Texas, two pastors from Franklin, and not Pastor Walter Simmons. Jess looked at me and said, you wasted your time for 20 minutes talking to her, and you didn't even make the article. Quit whining when you can't do what they didn't want you to do in the first place. Because sometimes rejection is not rejection, Felicia. Sometimes it's God keeping your name clean out of things that can take you out. Okay, you don't like that right there. Um, 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 Jesus says it this way. I am the true vine. If he say he's the true one, then there got to be some. False ones. Come here, somebody. Help me preach this thing this morning. Um, because what we don't like in church is to talk about false vines. Because some of our vines gets us in trouble all the time. Your vine that you like may not be that fine when they get them real fines. Jesus began to lay it in John. And the reason why I love John is because the first miracle he did was at a wedding turning water in the I love that in Jesus. Y'all like that Jesus who walked around holy. Then thou walked around. His robe was clean. He didn't touch dirty folks. He didn't mess with them. I like Jesus when his mama says, son, they done ran out of wine. And you don't think the wine is fermented because you too holy. But if you keep reading in the scripture, you'll find out that the master ceremony says it this way. Normally, we put the good stuff out first. We put out that crystal. <laughs> then we put out that Uncle Nearest. Then we give them MD 2020 and Mad Dog. <laughs> when he hit the Jesus wine, B. Paula, he said, wait a minute. This is countercultural to what we normally do. We normally give them the good stuff, and when they get drunk, then we give them the fake stuff. But here y'all done put out the bad stuff first and gave me the real good good. I'm glad God can give you the good later on in life. He says it this way because he turns into a rapper in John chapter 15 because he understands by this time he's already known where he's going. If you traverse back into John you'll find out in chapter 13 he tells Judas one of you go betray me and I know which one it is. Sometimes you got to tell the betrayer 
I know it's you, but you can still eat and drink at the table for a little while. Then he came back and told Peter, the one he said with the church, you go deny me. And Peter still got a chance. And then he washed all their feet in chapter 14, preparing for chapter 15. When you get to chapter 15, he knows the cross is his ultimate projection. He says, I'm getting ready to go to the cross. But before I go, let me tell you something that I need you to take with you. I am the true vine. They go crucify me. They go lie on me. But I, that does not make me not the one that I told you I am. And then he said, my father is the gardener. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he cuts off. This is going to help somebody. Some of you are holding on to branches God trying to cut off. Watch this. The pruning, the definition is, is it, 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 pruning is the removal of things close to the stem of living or dead branches that have disease, fungi, or any other type of decay to stop it from spreading to healthier branches. Pruning is cleansing you and the bad branches in you and around you so it won't infiltrate your healthiness. If you haven't set some boundaries with your friends and your family and even your faith community after the pandemic, you need to get back in the pruning process. I'm going to move on. Y'all like that one. But let me help you out. Let me help you out. If you ever going to grow in God, you better learn how to love pruning. If you ever going to be great in God, Pastor Jerry, you better learn how to love to be pruned. You better learn how to let God come through your life and cleanse all the unhealthiness out. That's pruning 101. He says... He cuts off every branch in me that does not, while at the same time, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it. I love this. So it can be even more, Bernard, fruitful. That's why I want to go to, because I'm going to encourage you today, Strong Tower. Because there was a time everybody didn't know you were in the pruning process, or maybe they did. I remember a couple years ago, they didn't think Strong Tower would go be around. Can somebody say Amen. But because God knows how to work what he does, it doesn't matter what they said. I'm going to tell He said I can. He said I can. He said I can. I got permission. They thought you wasn't going to make it, but look around. I was here on resurrection. It was hot in the balcony. And fans was on. And they've been praying for you not to make it. But God says something else. And you ought to be able to celebrate that you're still here. Elder Shern, watch this. I took a picture in downtown after all of the, that everybody want to give me. And I took a picture and said, we did it, Darina. What? Again. <laughs> and every Sunday, Strong Tower shows up to 5252, whatever the address is, Granite White Pike. <laughs> because in Franklin, 
They thought they had the message that God did not have. Now watch this. Strong Tower, sometimes you would think pruning is punishment, but it's actually God's praise. Somebody should have ran on that one. Let me give you a story. Somebody should have got up and took off on that one. That's what we used to do. I like a little foolishness in church every once in a while. Little Sonia, I was waiting on you. I seen you in your pose, boo. Uh, uh, I'm from Pensacola, Florida, and uh, I, when I played Pop Warner football, I was all right, okay? Bernard, I wasn't you, but I was all right, okay? Um, there were three African-American uh, uh, entities. One was all Britain and Gantt. One was Salvation Army. And the other was the West Pensacola Gators. That's who I played for. I played for the West Pensacola Gators, but I'm a Florida State Seminole. Don't try me. Uh, I played high school football under a coach legendary by the name of Jimmy Nichols. Jimmy Nichols, while he was at Washington, but at Escambia, he coached Emmett Smith. At Escambia High School, and Emmett Smith played for Salvation Army. Also, and when I was at Booker T. Washington, he coached Derrick Brooks. Derrick Brooks played for All Britain again. And my last year in Pop Wannabe uh, in Pensacola, uh, uh, we went on TV because football was that thing in Florida. We was in a newspaper, and we did all we did. Um, and this game against All Britain again. It was the game that somebody would make the number one seed in the playoffs and the other one wouldn't. It's almost a thousand people at the game standing on the fence. My daddy is a hustler and my daddy went around making bets. <laughs> but he knew his son had game. I wish you could. God knows you got game. That's why he keep betting on you to make it where you made it. Called my Uncle Randy. It was his cousin, Dempsey. They got a $500 bet on the game, Derek. And he knows that his son can get the job done. So his daddy is going to always bet on his son. My grandfather is a pastor. He's six foot three. He's been a brick mason his whole life, right? And he's built houses his whole life. One day, we sitting in the house, and a log rolled out the fireplace. Homeboy went and picked the hot log up with his hand and put it back in the fireplace dusted his hands off and went on about his day. Come here, somebody. You're going to catch it in a minute. In the game, I played quarterback. We ran the triple option. And you know how you fake it to the fullback. And then you act like you could pitch it or keep it. I kept one, Bernard, 55 yards, high-stepping like Dion, fumbled the ball out the back of the end zone. My daddy got 500 on this game. I come to the sideline. Homeboy is heated. He had never cussed me. He would never whooped me. He had never done anything negative to me. Never talked down to me because I was an honor roll. But he came to the sideline, to the fence. Come here, little joker. <laughs> you out there showboating, and showboating would never get you to what you're trying to do. You fumbled a touchdown through the back of the end zone because you're trying to show out in front of these little girls out here. But he didn't tell me that afterwards, Doreen, he got 500 on his game. My grandfather is standing back, smiling, and he says this. Walt, sit down. That's my dad. I'm Junior. We got three more quarters, and I know Walt Junior go bring us through. Come here. Ain't nothing like your granddad and your daddy knowing who you is. Well, I ran two more. My cousin Steve ran two. The game is 26-0. We celebrate and going off. My grandfather meets me at midfield. 
in the circle when you're praying, but not after the game. But my daddy going to get his money. <laughs> Big Sam, come on now, y'all. Don't be like that. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 my grandfather meets me uh, 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 in the middle of the field, and he's smiling with his false teeth from ear to ear. Because he knew his grandson had just did what he knew he could do. Come here. Come here. Come here. I'm going to prove it to you. Watch this. And he takes his hand, the same hand that he built bricks with, and the same hand he picked that log up, hit me in the back, and almost broke my spine. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh, Miss Kit. Watch this right here. Uh, 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 uh. But his praise, because of what I've done, felt like punishment because I didn't understand what my father can do sometimes. And sometimes in the pruning process, God's hand can feel like punishment. When you have been fruitful before, and now he needs you to be fruitful again, and so now he puts the hand on you, the same hand that he hold the world with, can sometimes be the same hand he touch your life with. And we have not been ready for being pruned with God. Because God's hand of praise can sometimes feel like pain. Can anybody attest to me today that before God blessed you, you had to go through some pruning and that thing was hard. If you ain't never ate ramen noodles in college, I don't know what to tell you. Can I be honest? I went to the military. I wanted to go to college. They dropped me off in the desert and I cried for two weeks. Big run, I ain't signed up for this, Dante. I signed up to go to college and cook. I didn't sign up to get a weapon and go over here and fight nobody. Number one, you need to know God's hand can sometimes feel like pain. Number two, God's plan for your life can cause you to be stretched out of your comfort zone sometimes. Give me 10 more minutes and we're going to be up out of here. Watch this. Elijah is Jessica and our son. And around nine years ago, this brother couldn't walk. He would walk around the house. Y'all know Elijah being like this. And me and Jessica did not know what was going on. Finally, Terrence, we take him to the doctor. And I'm at work in Nashville. And Jessica calls me from work and says, he's fine. You don't got to kill nobody because ain't nobody touched him the wrong way. And so you can go back. So when I got home, Ebony, um, Jessica is in the back and in black people houses, we put everything well on the refrigerator. <laughs> Come on, don't be, look, you just got an FJC award. Don't you be about that laughing at me like that. <laughs> Darina, when I'm reading the doctor's notes, it says what Elijah's going through is normal. Nothing is wrong with him. Give him some Tylenol. And then he said he's going through growing pain. Listen, when God is stretching you out of what you got comfortable in, he's going to sometimes pull you and stretch you to where you cannot and does not want to go. Elijah's body was grabbing him and pulling him to where God needed him to be. I wish I had two people here right now who could understand that I've grown since the first time you met me. And this is why God continues to give and do to me. Because the pruning process is sometimes painful, 
and not always pleasant. And the church has been comfortable and pleasant. He says then, number three, we're almost done. When God's promise is close, sometimes you need to be shocked to wake you up. Stay woke. Stay woke. The same grandfather and father I told you about, I lived in a house with. In December 92, my grandfather died of cancer. Then my grandmother in March of 1993 passed of heart failure. And then in July of 1993, June, late June, my father passed. Today is actually the day, July 2nd, 1993, we buried my father. I got hurt in the spring jamboree, Bernard, so I wasn't able to play football when I moved to Georgia. Um, so I began to go to therapy. Physical, that is. I want to be clear. <laughs> Physical therapy. I got that other kind of therapy later on. When I married Jessica. And a strong tower fault that y'all gave her to me. <laughs> We've invested too much so you can't have her back. But thank you, strong tower. Appreciate you. <laughs> My uncle is in the military. And the military don't have the best doctors in the world. So they rolled out this machine. And they put them sticky things on me, Terrence. What they, what you like? What they, what they call them sticky things? Okay, I didn't do Y'all tell I didn't study that. I didn't study that at all. But no, they put them sticky things on me. And immediately, huh? Look at that. Look at that. Not only is he going in the Hall of Fame playing in the NFL, that brother is smart. <laughs> but no, they put him on me, and then they bought a battery out. Well, what y'all finna do with that, Mr. Ridley? Mr. <laughs> he said, we about to... Uh, Shock your leg back because your left leg is stronger than your right one and you have what's called muscular atrophy. Your leg muscles because it ain't been used. Come here, somebody. We have to sometimes hook you up to start stimulating your leg back to its normal capabilities. Come here, come here. In the pruning process, God will sometimes lay his hand on you, stretch you, and shock you at the same time. <laughs> because some of us are hard head, and we just won't take the hand. Then we just don't take the stretching. And God then got to hook you up to something and get your life back together because he's trying to shock you out of your sleep so you'll get up and pray, so you'll get up and fast, so you'll meditate a little bit more, show up to Sunday school and Bible study. I've never seen so many lazy questions in my life who want God to bless them. But God is always faithful. He's always faithful. He's always faithful. Watch this. How do you know when someone is fruitful? Anybody figured it out yet? No, good. You know you are fruitful 
when the harvest that God has allowed you to reap blesses others more than you. I ain't never seen an apple tree eat his own apples. Come here, God. I ain't never seen an orange tree just go down there and peel it and start eating. So why are you eating your harvest when God is trying to make you even more fruitful? Some of y'all so stingy, God can't release greatness in your life because you can never be what God wants to be to you. What God wants to be to you. If you ain't ready for death threats, don't live in Franklin. If I can shut June team down, I will. Because the very people, Ebony, that I'm fighting for fight against me. Yep. If you ain't ready to that, don't be a leader. Get out the worship team. Go somewhere and be a comfortable Christian. But I'm talking to five of you right now. Who've been asking God, where am I going and how can I be what you called me to be? I'm talking to you, ten of you, who can't sleep at night. Because you feel like you have not made it to what God wants you to be. The challenge today is that will you stay in the pruning process? All right, does it hurt too bad? You're going to get up out of there. Can you stay in the pruning process? Will you stay in the pruning process? Is God hand killing you? No. Go get your little pain. You'll be all right. Can you stay in the pruning process? In memory of Chris Williamson as we close, his, one of his favorite characters is Black Panther. He taught me about Black Panther. In the first movie, T'Challa's father has passed. And now he must earn the right to be Black Panther. Remember they was at the, the little waterway? And all the other elders say, we won't fight him, we won't fight him. But guess who showed up? Mbutu. How many of you got Mbutus in your life? <laughs> Mbutus are on the job. Always haters go hate. That Jay Haynes up there. Haters go hate. And they definitely go show up. They sit around and then Book Two shows up. And a fight ensues. They get on their mask, the battle mask, because he ain't drunk the plant, and they begin to fight. Let me help you out. The pruning process requires you to go and battle sometime. Oh, that's hard for us. We like to sing we're on the battlefield for the Lord, but we don't like to do much fight. And some of you got what you got because of affirmative action, and you real quiet right now. How a brother who benefited go vote against it and then don't have a problem with it. That's my little social justice moment. And Bootu begins to challenge, and the, 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 the Black Panther ladies on one side, and then his boys on one side, and they begin to fight. Uh, Mbutu is whooping T'Challa. And T'Challa is in a bear hug. And he looks back, and there go his mama. 
His mama don't say much, ain't said much. Everybody worried. And his mama only says a few words. It ain't for her because she knows who he is. Come here, somebody. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Sometimes God has to prove to them, not to him. You are worried that God already know what's in you. And all she said was, show them who you are. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Somebody should have touched their baby just then because your baby been dealing with some stuff at their school with them no good teachers, them no good football coaches, them no good basketball coaches. Don't you let the school, don't you let society tell your baby what they is. Sometimes you need to stand up like his mama. Look back at him and say, show them who you are. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And when she said it, he was blooded, he was beaten, and he got up and stood up. And Mbuktu stuck him in the heart. Because sometimes your mom and your dad encouragement don't work when God has weapons that's coming your way. Come here, somebody. Come here. See, you thought that was it. They thought that was it right there, Mama Davis. Um, they thought he was going to win the fight. But just because she said it did not mean that it was going to work out right then. He still got to be pruned. And pruning means you still got to take that hand that Mbuku putting on you. Then you got to be able to take that shock that Mbuku. And you got to take Mbuku stretching you out of your comfort zones. If all you can do is be comfortable then you can never, ever be Black Panther, White Panther, Yellow Panther, Blue Panther, Jesus follower, and the disciples. Look here. He says that when you understand the pruning process, you understand the growth processes, then you can be my disciple. How I know you're a disciple of God. It's not by the car you drive, the house you live in, how well you sing. I want to see you in the midst of when you're going through and when God is pruning you. I don't get my leaders out the pruning process. It's the best place to be. While you are fighting pruning, that's where God is. Come here, come here, come here. Come here. They've told you God is on the mountaintop. That's not it. Him ain't, him ain't there. Him ain't, him ain't there. Him, 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 him is in the valleys in the shadows of death. Come here, somebody. When you be really fearing evil, but God is still with you. Come here, somebody. And his rod and his staff is still comforting you. He prepared tables. He didn't say one table. He said, I prepare. Come here, somebody. This side is kind of cold. Let me be in Frank concert. He said, I prepare. Let's try the middle. God said, I prepare in the presence of your enemies. Now watch this. Um, um, you didn't cook the food. You didn't prepare the drink. But God made it in your presence. In your honor. So they can watch it. Talking to the people who family said you'll never mount to nothing. 
Switch that real quick. Yes, sir. That anointed that switch. Talk about those of you who didn't get the promotion. And then God made you an entrepreneur. I'm talking to you who fathers did not stay. And you got a good marriage. I'm talking to you who adopted relatives because your other family members couldn't raise them. He kept preparing tables in the presence of my enemies. Then he took the oil. The same oil he poured on David when they didn't invite him to the party. When he was out in the field with the sheep. They poured oil over his head. God didn't clean him up. He took him just like he was. Y'all better quit discounting people because you clean. You better stop discounting people because you've been through the ceremony of cleansing that ain't going to help you get to God. He said, thy rod and thy staff do comfort me. This is the best part. Goodness. And mercy shall follow me. Not one, not two. You got a book when you say all. <laughs> the understanding of goodness and mercy shall follow. It is not that word. In the Hebrew, it is chastened. That the goodness and mercy runs me. <laughs> runs me down it, it, it chases after me like the little baby who lost her shoe and the rest of the runners took off running and all of a sudden she put her shoe back on and before you knew it she had caught up and passed the whole pack that's how goodness and mercy if you ain't never seen a track star go reel somebody in that's because they started before you don't mean they go get to the finish line before you that's goodness and mercy. But while you're running the race, baby, goodness and mercy is still with you until you catch what you're running after. All the days of my life, and then I'll dwell. <laughs> Not at Strong Tower Bible Church. Not at Empowerment Community. It said, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever, as we stand to our feet, God bless you. Strong tower, I'm on sabbatical. Don't call me, don't touch me. <laughs> Cleon, I love you. Mr. Ridley, thank you for coming. See some more Franklin folks in here. Look, I love y'all. Um, we, we leaving here today. Strong Tower, you are in a very particular season right now. You're post-pandemic, and you're trying to figure out which way to go. If you want to be what God wants you to be, you need to become more dedicated as disciples.
Most of you don't know this, and I'm going to tell the testimony I'm out. Most of you don't know me and Chris didn't talk for years. We didn't talk for years. We used to sit at games, didn't I speak? In 2016, him and Darina were speaking at Mosaics, I believe, and I went up to him and said, Chris, thank you for what you put in my wife because I could never do what I do without what Strong Tower taught her. This is how important you are to, to, this, to the world, not just the Middle Tennessee Franklin Nashville. You're important to the world. I'm telling you a story. And then we're going home, I promise. He said, tell her hello. I didn't. I said, you need to call her. He and I had a moment at Cool Cafe, and I told him some stuff that he did not know. It was 2016, before I planted Empowerment Church, because God spoke to me and said, I need you to go meet with Chris, because Chris is going to be important to you. It's 2016. Pruning. It wasn't Chris's responsibility. God put that responsibility on Walter Lee Simmons Jr. One day from Fairview to church, I said, Jess, should I go talk to Chris about playing the church? She said, yes. Me and Chris met. We had a moment. Both sat at the table crying. People had stuff to say. But like I tell them, if you don't know much about our retribution story, you don't have the right to talk on whatever thing we had going on. If you don't know the story, then shut up. And God didn't put him in the store, but no, that between me and Chris, Darina, and Jessica. From that day forward, Strong Tower has been the mother church to Empowerment Community Church. When another pastor would not take it, it was Strong Tower who gave me the money to put get our first bank account. I'm going to tell the truth today because I'm gone. I'm going on sabbatical. Y'all are getting Chris. Then, we needed a sound system when we went in Poplar Grove. I stood right there. Y'all raised the money for us. When, when, when we didn't have a space to go to church, y'all opened up y'all doors. I told y'all pastor, Cleon know it. I said, hey, we need you back in Franklin. He told me I'll never come back to Franklin again. That boy been in Franklin so tough. Y'all pastor, don't take him for granted. For 30 years, this black man has led a multiracial church. And when they call people to speak, they don't call Chris. And God still take care of him. Watch this. When the Fuller Store statue was going to be unveiled, he called FJC. I don't know why. I had just told him, Doreen, I wasn't doing nothing. Y'all, them folks in Franklin. Y'all don't understand the struggle. We had a meeting. We got cussed out in the city of Franklin by other organizations. He was there with me. When my wife had our surgery, y'all were there with me. When, when Empowerment Church needs in there, y'all are always there with us. It's just right for me to come and encourage you out of your situation. Because we are a really strong tile Bible number two. <laughs> if you don't understand what kind of church you are in, look around. Look around. Just look around. Look around. I know people on vacation like my lazy church. They, everybody went out of town. <laughs> your church is prophetic. Not only is it prophetic, your pastor, his wife loves you. Every morning we talk, he's always talking about how much he loves y'all. 
even when y'all don't love him back. But Pastor Jerry, these deacons and these elders, we appreciate you for allowing us. All hands raised as we leave this place. When we finish praying, I want you to love somebody before we leave here. Say, God, prune me. Make me cleaner so I can be more fruitful. Not for me, but for others. God, help me to help somebody else. I thank you, God, for blessing me. For the little bit that you did give me. I thank you. Now unto him who's able to keep us from falling. Now all wise God, our eternal fall. Be glory, dominion, and power forever, ever. And the church said, amen. Turn around and love somebody.